Welcome, everyone, to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is episode 135, and we're discussing anime we want more of. There will be, I think, light spoilers throughout this episode, but if we're going to drop any heavy spoilers, we'll try to warn you. This just popped into my head. This makes me think of the Eagle Raptor video, where he's like, more! <laughs> he's chewing up. <laughs> What's that? the game where you have to put that thing in your mouth and keep it open? Yeah, it's like the- <laughs> you can't like totally close your lips or whatever <laughs> yeah but he's using it for the wrong purpose by stuffing his mouth with like m&ms and yeah. candy, and he's just like more <laughs> i love that video i feel like lately we've been really heavy into seasonals but i have had a couple of non-seasonals peppered in throughout my my watch list lucky you <laughs> i think most I, of mine is just seasonals right now i know it's there's like so much on our list we probably overloaded ourselves but uh it's all good stuff so far um but one show that i've recently started watching that is not seasonal but did come out i think in 2019 is kono oto tomare sounds of life and a little backstory here, as you all know, I love Mail Sunday. And so I, my watch list was getting a little dry when it came to the Mail Sunday shows. So I Googled anime with Mail Sunday leads or the best Mail Sunday in anime. And I added a bunch of shit to my watch list purely because there is a Mail Sunday main character and Kono Oto Tomare is one of those shows um the main character's name is Chika Kudo and he is he's voiced by the same voice actor who did Josuke in Jojo part four no he's not what yeah no the Japanese V8 Yuki Ono no Yuma Uchida Oh, wait, what am I thinking? <laughs> oh. I was like, this is not Josuke. <laughs> oh, wait, it says here, I'm look, sorry, I'm looking at the Wikipedia, Vomike? Is he a singer? Does the character sing? No. What? Wait, what show are you looking at? I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at Sounds of Life. What does is, what is Vomike mean? Oh, <laughs> Lord, I'm confusing. What is this? Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> it's not Vomike. It's vomic, which I think means voice or sorry, video comic. So I think he did like a voiceover for like a manga video as what was it? Chika Kudo. Okay. Well, <laughs> I've I've sent you the link to the yes. my anime list listing for Kono Oto Tomare where it says Yuma Uchida does the Sundere voice for yeah. the male Sundere lead. And <laughs> Who's Fushiguro. Yeah, so he's Fushiguro <laughs> from um, Jujutsu Kaisen, which is my favorite character from JJK. He's also uh, most well-known in the male Sundere realm as Kyo Soma from Fruits Basket, one of the best mm. male Sundere ever. Um, so I just knew going into it, I was like, okay, if he's voicing the Sundere, and he did such a good job voicing Kyo and voicing Fushiguro, then maybe this will be like a really great, you know, performance of his and a really great character for him. And he is. Chika is a great male Sundere. I'm enjoying the show so much. And for those who aren't familiar, it is a music anime about, surprise, surprise, high school students who have a club based on the Japanese instrument, the Koto. I don't know anything about the Koto. 
Um, so I guess I'm learning at the same time. But what's really drawing me in are the characters, of course, the Maelstrom of the Day and the Blossoming Romance. And it has a pretty high score on Mal. Like as of right now, the first season is sitting at a 7.92. And I did finish the, the first season. I, of course, I binge straight through it. And I'm excited to watch the second season because that's sitting at an 8.43. I'm like, holy shit, mm. that's a pretty high score. Um, so I'm excited to finish out the story. Although I don't know if it's going to be a complete story because I took a look at the the manga and i think the manga is still publishing yes i see that on wikipedia as well so we'll see if there's ever going to be more of this anime which is timely for our topic today the anime we want more of because maybe this one will land on my list after i finish the second season come to find out it's probably not a complete story and i'm dying to see more of it how is this anime in terms of like how it quote-unquote promotes the koto or like delves into the music aspect of of this show that is, is it a, like th those snow white notes that's a great question and honestly for a music anime it's not super music heavy oh so they've in the first season which was 13 episodes um or part i don't know because it says here part two part one uh in the first half I really didn't learn a ton about the Koto. Um, they would kind of high level talk about how to play it, how the music is written and read. Um, and then one thing I did notice compared to other shows like Nodam Cantabile. Nodame no Cantabile. I don't know. I'll get it wrong every time. <laughs> <laughs> or other music anime that we've seen. Um, so, for example, they go to like a, a, a performance thing like where there's other schools performing and they're going to perform. Well, normally you would sit through a very long, maybe not very long, but you would sit through a, a decently full performance of a song by the school, meaning you, the viewer, are literally watching a decent amount of a song being played. I actually think that they kind of cut through that, especially when this school, the main school that we're following, is practicing. You'll get like 10 seconds of them playing and then it kind of fades out into what happens after. I don't know if they're doing that to save the full song for when they actually do their performance or if they just don't want to focus on the music. But if you're the type of fan who loves actually sitting through the songs being played in the anime, that may be a little bit off-putting for you as like a music anime fan. Okay. Well, I'll have to hear more of what you have to say when you see more of or when you watch more of Sounds of Life. Um just because I, I would love to see more music anime out there. I think Nodame Cantabile was on my list. Um, there was another one that I was thinking of. <laughs> Angel Beats, or if we ever return to that. Or no, not Angel. I was going to say, Angel Beats no, no, not no. a music anime. No, you're, you're a lie in April. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, I was confusing the 2A anime. Um, I mean, yeah. Angel Beats does kind of sound musical, but... <laughs> I just remember the OP had like a piano or something, or one of the characters maybe, maybe. was playing a piano. I don't remember. Unless I'm confusing I just remember the emotion. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just let me know what you think of Sounds of Life the more you watch it. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it's probably going to cater more toward me because of the romance aspect and the Maelstrom Today lead aspect and probably less t catering towards you because of the lesser focus on music but yeah i will i'll let you know how it goes probably not too long from now because i'm sure i'll binge the second part so transitioning into our topic for today anime we want more of 
Um, we do want to call out a another episode that we did somewhat recently uh, here on Strictly Anime. It was episode 113 titled Great Anime with Bad Second Seasons. That episode sort of sparked the idea for this episode because they're decently related. So if you're interested in this type of topic, you'll definitely want to check out episode 113 of Strictly Anime. But yeah, that's kind of where we we thought, okay, well, we talked about anime with disappointing second seasons. But what are some anime that we wish we did even have second seasons to begin with or more content in general? Um, because there's quite a number of anime, uh, big and small, that we all get excited about and then we hear nothing. It's just crickets. It's a desert. We don't get anything else. Even if there's more content available for the source material, us anime fans are sitting here thinking, what the fuck? Now I'm being reminded of another meme that you usually send me, which is of the, the guy that's eating a cake. And it's like the cake says season one of an anime. And then he eats it really quickly. And then there's a panel where he sees that the cake is gone. And then he's like, when season two? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, was just, he, looks at, he looks at you, or like you, the, the, the reader, with a very pissed off look on his face. <laughs> I think that that meme surfaced a lot when Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean, was airing because everyone who's excited for Part 7, Steel Ball Run, would probably react that way. Like you you get a really great Jojo part and you're like, where's where's the rest of it? I want more. Yeah, I think this is a, a good topic for us to discuss, especially since a couple weeks ago we had finished Two Year Eternity Season 2. And I, that was an anime that we probably wanted less of. So better to focus <laughs> on on anime that, yeah, we, we want to see more of the story or we think there, there's potential for it to continue in anime form. To clarify, we did originally want more of To Your Eternity. Yes, we did. <laughs> but then we got more and then we were like, okay, now we want less. <laughs> but yeah, for this topic, we're thinking, again, anime we want more of. So whether a show was left unfinished with no confirmation of that series continuing, uh, one of those like go read the manga type situations where they entice you into the story with you know a, a single season of the anime and then expect you to go read the manga or anime that did end up complete, but we would be happy to see more content. I would say the majority of stuff on my list is going to fall in the um, the previous category of stuff that did feel unfinished. Um, but some of them, I think, could technically be finished. I think majority of mine is actually the latter. So interesting. I, I think if if I'm I'm thinking of these prompts correctly, but we'll see. <laughs> well, as always, neither of us have told each other what's on our list. I have about 12, 13, I think. How many do you have? I have nine. Okay, not too bad. <laughs> We're not too off. So we'll, well this we'll, is the same song and dance. <laughs> we'll do one at a time, and then I'll just finish up with any leftovers that I have. So do you want me to go first since my list is longer? Sure. Maybe we have overlap. We this, probably do. I think we're going to have mm, a decent amount. We'll see. We'll see. Actually, no, I think we're only going to have a little bit of overlap because a lot of mine you haven't even watched. Perfect. <laughs> well, starting off my list, I would say the first anime that I want more of, with a caveat, is 86. Wow, that was on my list. It wasn't so, really? <laughs> <laughs> so now my caveat is I do, but I also don't want more. Um, so the story ended 
in my opinion, absolutely beautifully. It is a fantastic two-part or two-season series. Um, a lot of people have called it like a masterclass in adapting a light novel into an anime with no manga in between. And I, I just think that like it was absolute perfection. There were some rough moments along the way, um, namely Frederica. You guys all know I fucking hate Frederica if you followed our 86 journey. Uh, but I think that 86 is still an unfinished story. I, in fact, I know it's an unfinished story because I did a little bit of research without trying to spoil myself to see where the light novel is. And there's quite a bit of content in the light novel. I don't know if it's done, but I know that there's tons more to the story. I think it's it's still ongoing from what I recently seen um, as I try to pull it up now. Uh, yeah, still from 2017 onwards. So still ongoing light novel. So there, yeah, mm -hmm. there's there's still tons of content, I'm sure, um, to be explored. And I am really curious, based on where the show ended, I do want to see where the group goes next. I do want to see how they defeat the enemy. And of course, I do want to see how the the main characters interact. Um, I guess semi-heavy spoilers for 86. Uh, for those who are familiar with the story, we know that one of the big journeys of 86 is for some of the main characters to actually meet for the first time. And the story ends, you know, at a, at a pivotal point for them. So it's kind of like, well, what next? Like now that they've reached this point, what next? I, I want to mm -hmm. know. But at the same time, I'm like, it's so good the way it ended. It is so fucking good that I almost wouldn't even be mad if they never did anything else with the anime. Yeah, I mean, I'll call it the first season. The first season ended on a very poetic and beautiful note in the story of, I think they were called the, the Spearhead Squadron. But just knowing the nature of 86's entire story, it's a story about war. And this, this conflict, this war is still ongoing. So as much as a lot of us just found a great sense of closure with the ending of 86 season one, um, there's still a lot to be explored. And I know it's just thinking about the theme of conflict, there, there's probably going to be some gut-wrenching and heartbreaking moments ahead for the squadron if if it continues to follow the path of the light novel but that i think that would still make this story enriching even if there are casualties along the way uh, at least we had those had that moment had those moments earlier on to to appreciate um, and i think that kind of just fits in with the story itself like uh, battling onwards for like the fallen and honoring their sacrifices. Uh, so yeah, as much as we want to see 86 in a rose-colored lens, I think it would almost be like like if The Walking Dead, you know, if they just all stayed at the prison um, in season three and everything was just great. Like th that, in our, our headcanon, that would be fine. But you know, like the world is bigger than that. Right. Yeah, but then they took Walking Dead and ran with it. That shit <laughs> yeah. needs to stop. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I don't know with like eighty six, they don't like they're they're trying not to take risks with it right now because I know there was a manga adaptation for the light novel, but then that ended up being canceled. I think a couple like one or two years ago, and like they haven't said anything in terms of anime whether they'll continue to adapt the light novels, but. 
I don't know. Maybe like just with how the manga ended up being canceled, they're they're being cautious with the anime. Since we have this overlap right off the bat with 86, I'll jump in with another one of mine. Uh, this one I know for a fact you have not seen, so there will not be any overlap. But the next anime that I would love to see more of is Yona of the Dawn. Hmm. You're like, hmm, I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's the one like a historical kind of drama. Yeah. Um with a great romance the romance sucks me in but the, the show is actually really really interesting the premise is really interesting and it's one of those rare occasions where i'm actually reading the manga because the story was so good and i'm thinking to myself this manga is doing so well looking at mal um on the manga end of things yona of the dawn is in the top 30 of all manga it's ranked number 28 um has a very high score and it's, it's deserving of it. The manga is really, really good. And I am not a manga reader. I usually can't get into manga because it's just not my my cup of tea. But I love reading Yona of the Dawn. So I keep thinking to myself, why are they not making more of the anime? There is plenty of content to make another season of anime and still have more manga content to be tapped into. So I just don't understand why there's not more of it. I think, um, let me see when... Yona of the Dawn premiered. So it says here on Mal, the anime started airing in 2014. There is a 24-episode single season and then one OVA, I think. Oh, no, sorry, three OVAs, um, but none of which really continue the story. They're just more like side stories. So that's it. That's all we've gotten since 2014 is that one season. And yet Yona of the Dawn and or manga is doing so fucking well. I don't know if maybe the studio that worked on it, which is Studio Piro, didn't want to take on any more of the story. But I feel like it's a great option for another studio to jump onto. So how much of the manga did the anime adapt? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, truthfully. I know you could probably Google, like, where should I pick up the manga after the anime? I want to say probably your standard, like, 30, 40 chapters, hmm. maybe. I don't know. I'm not a manga reader, so this is I'm pulling this shit out of my ass. But it's really, the, the first season really only scratches the surface of the show. There's so much that has happened since then in the manga. So, like I said, there, there's probably enough content for at least one or two more seasons of an anime. Man, this this manga has been going since two thousand nine. Yeah, so it's 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 a it's a big one to take on, but I think totally worth it. So I'm still holding out hope for more Yona of the Dawn. So switching over to my list of anime that I'd like more of. This first one is actually a, a film, or it it was it started off as a film, and then it had a couple of OVAs, but I was thinking this could be well adapted as a, a TV series. And I'm thinking of Saint Onisan. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think just because of the way that, like, I, I've read a couple volumes of the manga um, just because I, I found Saint Onisan so fascinating with its subject material about uh, two deities, uh, Jesus and Buddha who are just living normal lives in modern-day Japan just because they kind of want to break from all of the their heavenly duties, I guess. Um, but a lot of the the story is just sort of 
one shots or vignettes of what they do on a daily basis. So I think in this case, it could kind of follow a similar mini episode format as something like Eternal Boys or Deji Meets Girl that we saw, I think last year or, or two years ago, just to continue with the hijinks. I don't know if this the manga is popular enough to like adapt into an anime form, but I would watch it. And just to see, again, like the little references that are made to religion that are, they're not done in a demeaning way, but more of like a, a tongue-in-cheek humor kind of way. So you're saying that it would be great for a for like a adventure of the week type formula anime TV series. Yeah. Is there I don't know how much how far into the story you've gotten, but is at any point like do they ever introduce an overarching plot or is there like an end goal or is it really just, you know, adventure of the week type of type of thing right now? I think it's mostly adventure of the week. Um the movie took a couple of like the I guess first volumes and tried to put it into an overarching plot um, but yeah this is more so like I don't think they are intending to return to like heaven or wherever or whatever at anytime soon um, it's just them trying to live normal lives in in Tokyo um, so I think it, it, in this case it's almost like just a day-to-day sitcom that you, I could just sit down and watch uh, when I need something to just keep my mind off things. Yeah, I could see them doing like a 12-episode a like season of that Adventure of the Week formula or something like six episodes similar to like Way of the House yeah, Husband Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Way of the House Husband. Like a shorter, easier to consume type of thing, but at least give us more content around it. Because I, I agree. I think it's a really, really funny anime um, one that is still incredibly intelligent in the way it delivers its its like jokes around mm-hmm. religion. The in intelligent meaning like you can tell the the creator is very well read on both religions um, and is almost celebratory of both religions because there's a great balance between the two. One never feels overpowering of the other or critical of the other, and that's just such a, a nice, wholesome, like fun, easy watch. Right, and I don't think. All anime, and maybe like slice of life falls in this category. Like, not all anime need uh, a sort of overarching plot. And I think like Saint Oniasan is one of those cases. Um, Like, I I don't think you'd expect anything to come from it unless like they're asked by (laughs) by the deities to to return back to heaven or whatever. Uh, But yeah, I think it, it would just be fine seeing the hijinks of, of the duo. Next on my list follows the same vein of, well, not, I guess, same vein, but um, follows a, a trend that I'm going to have on my list, which is romance. Uh, this one is Blue Spring Ride or Ao Haru Ride. This one came out in 2014. It was a single season with 12 episodes. There is an OVA, one OVA, two OVAs. Um, so I've seen all of that. 
and I want more. It is definitely a go read, like you get one season and go read the manga type situation. Well, guess what? I fucking did. And I went to go read the manga. I loved it. I finished it. And I don't understand why they can't finish, they can't finish adapting this into an anime because the manga is complete. It's a complete story now. So there's probably enough content to do one, maybe two more seasons. And yeah, then you'd have a full story. It's weird because I'm seeing the original run was in 2014 and the for the, the anime and then the manga ended a year later so not so, too far off yeah they, they could do it they could have just waited a year or so and then adapted the rest of the manga yeah I, I i don't know why it's it's not one that got picked up it's got a pretty high member count on mal like 870,000 members um so it it got traction I, I found out about it because people talk about it so much and people say, I wish we'd get more Blue Spring Ride. So I'm yeah, I'm just surprised that it's not one that anyone has found worthy of finishing. It was done by, let's see, who was the studio? Production IG. So Production IG we know is pretty pretty solid and I would be fine with them returning to that. I mean, they, they're they the studio behind Attack on Titan. <laughs> they were involved in Attack on Titan. Okay. Um, I see here Haikyuu. Uh, the Ghost in the Shell series, yeah, which is weird because this is this is like a like a romance rom com or a slice of life. Like it's a said, slice right? of life romance. It's definitely not in the rom com. It's okay. it's more of a drama than it is a comedy. Uh, um, rama. A rama, <laughs> so, but it's a great romance, and the story is really compelling. It's it's not one that's too much of a slow burn. You can tell pretty quickly that there is some sort of romantic two-way feeling between the two main characters there's just some personal struggles that one of the characters has to you know figure out and they make such good traction in the first season that i'm like damn we are so set up this is like the prime moment to jump into a second season and you just don't get it like it's the way the first season ends i'm not going to spoil anything but it, it ends on like this very dramatic note but a turning point for the main character and you think like, damn, like there's so much that they could do with this. There's there's plenty of, of leeway for them to, to take this and run with it, but they just they just don't. So I don't know, that's my that's my sentiment with all of these. Like they just don't want to do it. No one thinks that this is worthy. There's no ROI here. I think that if they came out with the rest of Blue Spring Ride, people would absolutely love that. Yeah, why why would you just leave anime fans hanging like that? I it's, know. <laughs> uh, it's, like a like a blue balling. Honestly, moment. sometimes it might just be that they want to make more money off the manga, and and sometimes these these uh, anime adaptations that are a single short season that leave you hanging, they really are just a, a promotional opportunity for the manga or for a video game or whatever. Like, and it sucks because anime fans get really tied to what they just watched, and if they're like us, anime only people, they have no other real option than to you know bite the bullet and read mm. the manga even <laughs> if the manga is never going to feel as satisfying because we appreciate the anime media more next up on my list i i, I guess i kind of group this into one but it it's more so the type of show so the the anime that i would like more of would be shows like star wars visions or batman gotham knight western stuff adapted into <laughs> japanese <Yeah>. anime <laughs> like an anthology series like these two or even um was it the animatrix 
back from the early 2000s. Ooh, I can never get over those thighs. The thighs, <laughs> they, they like wrecked me when I was a kid. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm thinking of the the pilot that got ripped out of the mecca. Oh, my God. His <laughs> limbs got left behind. But yeah, series like those that highlight anime studios who present their interpretation of a... It, I mean, it doesn't have to be a Western media franchise. Um, I know we explored Treze uh, a couple of years. Maybe that was last year. Uh, Treze being a, a quote-unquote anime based on a Filipino comic. Um, I, I think like that wasn't technically an anime. I think that was what <laughs> we had to conclude. Um, but just imagining if, if a story like that um, something that's outside of like Japanese society or culture uh, can be adapted by a studio like like Mappa or like Trigger or like Wit Studio. Because uh, thinking like, if, what if Mappa was able to tell a story in the universe of The Walking Dead or John Wick, which I think maybe the latter would make sense in anime because of all the action, uh, but even like the, the gory splatterfest of The Walking Dead, seeing that in anime form. Although I guess we, we technically got that with something like High School of the Dead. Or this sounds really stupid. Like if if an anime studio took a darker <laughs> or grittier take on, on SpongeBob. What the fuck? Kind of like the, 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 <laughs> a shonen SpongeBob? Yeah, like I know there's a, a fan-created series on YouTube where <laughs> they... they take elements of spongebob and turn his story into like a shonen and it's pretty impressive because they also do like japanese dubs and i think they're actually speaking word for word like what what the subtitles are saying um but yeah i I think anime of course is a a beautiful art form a, a form of animation and to see that being translated into things that we are familiar with like maybe here in, in our Western culture or in our own like respective cultures. I think that would be a fascinating thing to see. Yeah, and I think there's traction for that because the ones you named, Star Wars Visions, that didn't come out that long ago. I think the Batman whatever movie came out a little bit before that. <laughs> Batman <laughs> Gotham Knight. Uh, plus you have Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which right. took the anime world by storm last year. And, and I, so I think they're heading in that direction or more studios are opening their eyes to the potential of adapting non-Japanese stories. And I, I'm here for it. I think it'd be interesting to see their takes on this because it would add more variety because right now we are saturated mm-hmm. in things like isekai to the point where that shit is cookie cutter with like the most minute change to the to the, the plot like that would be enough for them to create an entirely different isekai. Uh, how many right. pharmacy isekais do we have? I think there's like at least a <laughs> few of them. Um, or rom-coms or romance in general or slice of life. Like those tend or to be shown into. Yeah, like those tend to to get a little repetitive. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want those genres to necessarily stop. Mm-hmm. It's just you know having other things peppered in between, especially stuff that is more unique, like adapting non-Japanese stories could you know help to to give us more variety and keep things fresh well since you mentioned it the next one on my list is high school of the dead well really it is <laughs> although there's kind of a, a tragic story as to why like that manga never finished i think like, so but i don't remember it i'm pretty sure the mangaka 
passed, passed away. away. And so the, the story just remains unfinished. Well, is there more to the manga? Because what I had originally heard when High School of the Dead aired, and then there was like no confirmation of any more of it, was that the studio that worked on it, and I'm going to pull it up really quick here, uh, Madhouse thought it wasn't lucrative to do any more of High School of the Dead mm. because Japanese audiences weren't interested in zombie stories. Now, that could yeah. be totally wrong. That was just what I heard. Um, I didn't do any research behind that. So it's m probably more likely that, you know, if the, the creator passed away um, and there's not more content, then, then yeah. Because it does say, yeah, it says discontinued due to the death of the author Daisuke Sato in 2017. Um, so maybe that's the real reason that there wasn't more of it. But I haven't read the manga, so I don't know how much further the manga goes than where the first season of the anime ended. Okay, maybe... I have things mixed up because I see on Wikipedia the original run for the manga ended May 2013. So four years before the manga passed away. But it, it might just be that, like you said. Well, maybe um, he was sick. Like it mm. could Maybe it went on a hiatus. Because yeah, I see here on Mail too that it was discontinued in 2013. So maybe uh, he was I ill. I see. Okay. Yeah. Which is unfor unfortunately a somewhat common thing among mangakas. I think they just work so intensely um, that, I don't know, their health isn't always their, their first priority. But yeah, I mean, here on Mal, there's almost 1.5 million people that have High School of the Dead on their list. Um, so yeah, I, I only found out about it back in my um, earlier days of watching anime because there was so much hype around it. And it, as ridiculous as High School of the Dead is, with its iconic titty physics <laughs> the one, with the sniper. Yeah, the bullet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I still thought it was a very interesting show. It's etchy as fuck, but I really enjoyed the premise and I liked the characters and I loved how, like, ruthless everybody was. I wanted to see more of it, but here we are many years later because it came out in 2010 and no confirmation of ever getting more High School of the Dead. I think that's overdue for a rewatch. Um, I'd love to... Now that you mentioned it, I'd love to watch it again. I would too. I don't know. I, I liked it a lot. It's, it's maybe as dumb as it is. I think it's it's a fun show. Speaking of fun, dumb shows, uh -oh. <laughs> the next anime that I would love more content of is an anime that came out last season, fall 2022, and I just absolutely fell in love with uh, that show being Akiba Made War. Okay, you have to tread lightly, though, because I'm only halfway uh, that's, through. <laughs> that's right. Well, premise-wise, it's it's kind of like a, a parody of Yakuza films, but based in the world of Japanese maid cafes. And I've always made it like the allusion to if Quentin Tarantino directed a film that was just kawaii as fuck. And so it's a fascinating world to, to see like maid cafes acting like criminal syndicates and all of the sort of <laughs> the, the buffoonery that comes out of that um, it, it's a show that didn't take itself too seriously and it kind of just tied up all the loose ends by the end of it um, I'm pretty sure this was uh, an anime done by PA Works and produced by Games, which is a oddly enough it's a video game development studio so I don't know if they were intending for this series to sort of be like a, uh, a a jumping point for them to introduce a a 
a mobile game, maybe based on Akiba Made War. But I don't I would just love to see more more stories out of this conflict. Kind of like this if Akiba Made War was like Kill Bill Volume One. I'd love to see like a Akiba Made War as a, a Kill Bill Volume Two and see maybe other other maid cafes in this criminal world and, and what they're up to or following the story of the the cafe the Don Tokoton cafe that was established in this this first and only season. So without spoiling anything for me, you would say that where the first season left off leaves room for a continuation of the story. Mm. Uh oh. <laughs> it's it's hard to say because there is closure, but I think the there's a there's still a potential to explore the world itself. Again, Don Tokoton is just one cafe. I'd love to see the perspective of this conflict from other cafes or, again, seeing a continuation of the stories of some of these characters and how Tarantino-esque it can continue to go. Well, since you mentioned recent anime, I'll do the same. The next one on my list is yet another romance. It's more than a married couple, but not lovers. Oh, I still have to finish that one. Okay, so then I will tread lightly <laughs> so I don't spoil anything for you. But yeah, it is a, a more recent anime. It premiered, I believe, fall 2022. So technically, I can put it on the list because technically, there's been no confirmation of continuing this series, but I need more. I loved it. I don't know what, what what it was about this anime, but More Than a Married Couple But Not Lovers was just so much fun for me. Um, and I think it's largely because it focuses heavily on the main couple. And I love that. Like, there's not all this, like, filler shit or, you know, it's not like the romance is um, kind of an under underlying plot like that is the focus and that's all I'm here to see like if I'm if I'm jumping into a romance I want to see the romance and so they gave us plenty of that in a very unique situation because the premise behind more than a married couple but not lovers is that these two people um, who don't really know anything about each other are forced to live together as a married couple as part of a school practical or like a, a school like um, exercise that they're doing for the entire year where they're pairing up students, having them live together as a married couple and seeing which ones are most successful. But without spoiling anything for you, I feel like where it ended is just scratching the surface of what is, I think, ultimately going to be a small harem for this show. And so I, it's not like we know for sure who the winner is. It's leaving off in a place where like, Anything goes. And so hmm. that gets me really, really interested. Of course, I know who my best girl is, who I want to win. Who is it? Uh, team Akari or Team Shiori? Team Akari, for sure. Oh, I mean, but those are the, the opposing factions. Oh, that, yeah, right? that, that's my team. My team is Team Akari. Okay, I'm, I'm down for the, the Gyaru. Let's, let's, let's go that route. That's what I'm hoping for. From where I left off, I'm still on the fence. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I get how the show's leaning towards you wanting to go team Akari, but you know, I, I'll save, I'll save my, my thoughts for when I actually finish the show. <laughs> um, but I guess without spoiling anything, do you think they'll, they'll continue this premise of the, this married couple simulation, or is that going to start to wane a bit? 
I have no idea. I didn't get any sense that it was like going to end soon, but I, I think they established in the beginning that it's for the school year, but I don't remember where they left off at the school mm, year. Okay. Um, but I think again, like where it leaves off is like, everything's perfectly balanced to the point where I, I don't know who would end up coming out on top. Um, so I think that's, that's what keeps me super enticed. The manga is still publishing. It started in 2018. So maybe there's just not enough manga content for them to come out with a second season just yet. But, you know, I, I have plenty of hope because it just ended and sometimes there is a little bit of a gap before they announce season two. So fingers crossed they get, or they announce a season two for more than a married couple, but not lovers. The next anime I have is actually in its final season right now, but I think its world is definitely big enough to be explored in other ways. I'm talking about Attack on Titan. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Because I'm thinking uh, of the OVAs, like the, what was the Levi one? No Ragrats or something? No Ragrats. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the name of it. Or, uh the ones with uh, Annie and Mikasa, how those kind of expanded upon those characters' stories. And I'm pretty sure last year I saw a tweet that turned out to be an April Fool's prank where there was supposedly going to be an OVA focused on Hanj. But I I think going off of that sort of thing, there are still plenty of stories left to tell in the world of Attack on Titan whether it be background stories of these characters that we've come to know and love or without getting too spoiler heavy, seeing things from the perspective of those either living inside the walls or on the enemy side. Uh, I know that there was that kind of chibi comedy like anime series, Attack on Titan Junior High, which is, it was kind of a spinoff, but just like a, 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 a parody spinoff in a way. But I would love to see an actual story, maybe one that follows a certain scout uh, from the beginning of the conflict to the end uh, from a different perspective, of course. I I feel like I'm the opposite. I feel like once the story ends, I don't want more content because I want the last thing I remember from the show, the the closing moment to be the actual finale. Because sometimes even outside of anime, when a show ends and you feel closure, you feel a sense of closure, you feel hopefully satisfied. They're like, oh, by the way, we're going to do a spinoff series or we're going to do like a, a mini movie or something. And I'm kind of like, well, then the last thing I'm like parting ways with the show from is like the spinoff or the mini movie or like whatever um, or the OVA. And Usually I'm excited to get more content, even if it's just something small like an OVA. But when it comes to a show like Attack on Titan, I want that that finality to it. I want that last feeling to be the actual ending of the show. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that there shouldn't be more content. I could just opt to not watch it. Um, but then it doesn't feel, knowing that, it d- that the continuation of some sort or additional content even exists, almost makes me feel like I I didn't finish it. Again, even if I don't touch it, I don't read about it, I don't watch it, it just knowing that there's more out there, I kind of just, it loses that finality. I don't know if anyone mm-hmm. can relate to that feeling. No, I I, under, I understand. It's, it would be kind of like be what's happening with The Walking Dead right now, where oh there's my just God. spinoff <laughs> after spinoff. And it's or, still fucking going. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, or I'm thinking of even... um. Code Geass, right? There was a finality to the original series, but then there, there's 
it was like a, a follow-up series that we still haven't watched yet yeah um, and, and it kind of like again just even knowing that something like that exists makes me f- i'm like trying to articulate it makes me feel incomplete yeah incomplete because i haven't watched it like am i missing out on something um but then also it's like i i can't walk away comfortably anymore Mm -hmm. like once i've seen the finale and i know like this is it whether or not i love the finale um or however i felt about it at least i can walk away saying now i move on with my life but Mm -hmm. when there's more to it it's like can i move on with my life i don't know (laughs) i guess I'll, i'll i'll rephrase by saying i wouldn't want to see a continuation of the story like of the main story yeah past the the finale of this goddamn final season that's been going on (laughs) for three years uh but more so like i guess another approach would be what house of the dragon is doing for game of thrones where it's more just prequels or things that are set within the story of attack on titan itself like maybe we could get an ova or a mini series that focuses on that focuses a little bit more on i was gonna i was gonna say something but Uh-oh, i just no realized spoilers. <laughs> i guess focuses on what happens before the entire series if you catch my drift yeah like the stuff leading up to i mean we got pieces of that mm-hmm. like little breadcrumbs of that throughout the final season i would say they started to kind yeah. of introduce those those little pre-moments um but yeah having i could see that having like a, a more full-blown adaptation of like what actually transpired to give us deeper meaning and deeper content Mm -hmm. would be cool especially the way attack on titan is written yeah so like in those cases it's not i guess it's not ruining the the series itself the series is still left intact it's just kind of like dlc or add-on content you could come or go as you please I'm just piggybacking off of all of your your uh, answers here, your your list items, because you brought up a big one, so I'll bring up a big one, and that is Hunter Hunter. Of course, that yeah, that was on <laughs> that was on my list. I course. think it's on everybody's yeah. list. <laughs> <laughs> We're just fervently anticipating when the manga can get caught up for the anime to adapt. Yeah, so for anyone who has not seen Hunter Hunter, which was us until somewhat recently, we, we didn't watch it until the last year or so, um, Hunter Hunter ends, I think, with plenty of manga content left to tell, even though it has 148 episodes. Um, but I think that because of like, well, I think initially there was uh, a lot of pausing on the manga due to the mangaka's health and whatnot at least i've heard that there have been many hiatuses that he's needed to take understandably so um so i don't know if like in the beginning when this this reboot of swords first aired in 2011 and ended in 2014 that people were thinking okay maybe it just needs to catch up to the manga I don't, I don't know, like maybe maybe that was like the initial thought, but enough time has gone by now where it's kind of like, well, when are we going to get more of it? Because it's really fucking good. And I think we'd all love to see more Hunter Hunter. I would love to have more content around Gone Freaks. He's the best. Yeah, I think uh, Togashi, the mangaka, had just over, or maybe it was the beginning of the year, had resumed working on the manga before he took another hiatus. But I, I think now he's back from that sort of mini hiatus to continue it. Um, I, I know that the, the the show left off on what 
would have been the start of like the dark continent arc and i don't know if that's what togashi is currently working on or is wrapping up um but yeah the finale for the anime um it it there were parts of it that had closure but then with certain characters you know it it still leaves their stories open-ended i'm thinking of one in particular my favorite character on the show um that i know their story gets explored more in the next arc that wasn't adapted uh so yeah i'm just hoping that you know tagashi still has it in him to to hopefully wrap up hunter hunter i don't know how close he is to the actual end of the series but to get that in anime form and have the original cast return, save for Leorio, of course, since uh, KG Fujiwara passed away. Oh, R.A.P. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would just love to see that. Yeah, and looking here on Mal, well, first off, to, to what you were saying, like the way it ended had many, many cliffhangers, many, many open plot lines. Yeah, there, there's tons to be explored. Looking at Mal here, um, Hunter Hunter, the manga started serializing in 1998. But it does mention that the series has been serialized irregularly since 2006 due to Togashi's health problems. So I don't know, maybe maybe those hiatuses have um, have caused Hunter Hunter to the anime to catch up too much to where the manga's at to the point where there's not really enough to adapt. But I don't think that's the case. I feel like from the manga readers, the the discourse I've heard from the manga readers. Um, it seems like there is a significant amount of the story left to tell. So who knows? This is one of the biggies that everyone is holding out hope for that we'll get more uh, anime content. And I'm sure if we do, it's going to be one of the biggest hype moments in anime. Fun fact, uh, Togashi created his Twitter account last year. Um, so I think that's when he came back from hiatus. And... He is now the most followed mangaka on the platform with over 3 million followers. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's a lot of us that are eagerly waiting for more Hunter Hunter content. Um, and, you know, anime fans will probably just have to wait a little bit longer. Next anime that I would love more of, uh, this is a show from way back, early 2000s. We reviewed it, uh, but I think kind of similar to Attack on Titan, I think the world has more stories that it could tell i put death note really i thought you were <laughs> gonna say trigon i don't know why no. why i felt like you're leading up to trigon no. death note yeah mm, i mean i know that there are other manga that take place may like after or before uh light's story in death note um just thinking of wait, what would happen if the death note ended in someone else's hands so if they toss another death note into the real world and just yes. said someone find this right i mean that's that's a plausible thing like i it happened once what's stopping it from happening again yeah and i know like light yagami is probably the most interesting and most intelligent character out there to have used the death note but <laughs> i'm thinking like if this were to end up in the hands of like a young kid like, what would they do? Or if it ended up in the hands of someone who had the opposite personality of light and wanted to use it for, like, helping people versus, mm -hmm. like, you know, bringing justice to people he felt were deserving of it. Yeah. Because yeah, the, the, the Death Note itself 
is a very powerful object uh and thinking like just like a human condition of what could happen with all the sort of personalities and characters out there how they would either exploit or utilize the death note to their own benefit or to the world's benefit i think there's plenty of content there that can be told notwithstanding like the the live action death note of course um, even though that technically adapted the story in a unique way but of course we're sticking to anime form um and you know maybe it doesn't have to be japan like what if the death note ended up somewhere in like the middle of, <laughs> middle of siberia <laughs> or even just thinking about the the shinigami the, the original series never really um explored their realm and i know a lot of them are just like mindlessly wandering around that realm but maybe even getting some backstories of how how the shinigami ended up there or how they came to be you know what fuck it a spinoff about ryuk yeah i'd love to see that (laughs) ryuk and his apples (laughs) next on my list is another recent anime this one is uncle from another world or isekai ojisan really so this one comes with a caveat um so this one was recent but had a lot of production delays so it actually just finished very recently even though it premiered like two seasons ago um but, but the caveat is i enjoyed the way it ended so i could i could take it or leave it like i could be okay if we didn't get more uncle from another world but i would also be happy if we do get more uncle from another world because i did actually i did really enjoy the the humor behind it but i think a caveat to that caveat is i would only want to see more isekai ojisan or uncle from another world if they progress the story forward Because one of the things that was a bit of a sticking point for the both of us with this anime is that at a certain point, the humor starts to get a little repetitive. Mm -hmm. So if they actually moved things along, if we got some romance or romantic development in there, maybe even see some of the characters from the other world get reverse isekai'd into the uncle's world, like that could all be really, really funny and really, really good stuff to follow. Um, So I, I would want more if we got more progression along the way. Yeah, I feel like maybe we had just gotten so much burnout from Isekai Oji-san because of how dragged on the first season felt. Uh, and that's why... Like time-wise because yeah. of all the delays, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if, if, if the production were to run as normally, I think I too would be more, more inclined to hope for a season two. Uh, like you said, like the humor is great. It's just that sometimes it was the same thing every episode where it was a circumstance that was expected with the uncle being in a world that he was isekai to, but it's the complete opposite because he, he doesn't have like, I guess, street smarts, you could call it. Um, but I think introducing things like with the characters from the, the fantasy world entering the real world how that could kind of shake up the story and and inject a more unique sense of humor as well, like like the fish out of water uh, aspect of the comedy. So I have two more on my list. Uh, this next one, um, an anime that I would love more of, I think, yeah, I, I mentioned this at the beginning of this episode. That's those Snow White notes. 
You want more of that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I it do. It ended on a weird note, no pun intended. It did. And I don't, maybe it's just the musician in me just loves to see more shows focused on music, especially with this one where it's in particular focusing on a unique instrument as the shamisen. I think those Snow White notes most likely ended up as a one season go and read the manga case that we've talked about. But with this story being so music-based, I think it feels more effective for the story to be told in anime form to appreciate the audible or like the audio characteristics of the story. And yeah, season one without spoiling anything, uh, Setsu, I think was the name of the main character. His story was kind of left unfinished by the end of the season. And there was just so much more that I feel like could have been explored in his journey to be a a master shamisen player, as well as like sort of reconciling with his past demons. Um, and again, I, I, I think anime is a, a, a viable form of expression for, for certain stories. Um, sometimes it is beneficial to read it in manga form, um, although it looks like, yeah, it looks like those Snow White notes wrapped up, the, the manga's run wrapped up last year, so they could potentially explore more of, or like finish the, off the anime in a season two. But like I said, this one, th- the show was just so unexpectedly on point in visually encapsulating the way that music connects with and flows through people that I, I think that can only be fully realized if it were to be adapted more in anime. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that was one of my favorite parts about those Snow White notes is the way that they represented the different types of music or songs that were being played through things like literal snow or like, you know, ocean waves or whatever. That that really helped me as more of a non-music person mm-hmm. to fully appreciate the, the type of sounds that they were going for. And actually makes me wonder, for for music story fans who read the manga how how do you do that <laughs> like you how gotta do you think read... <laughs> really hard about what this song sounds yeah like. like how do you create and then how do you consume a manga that's about a musical instrument without ever hearing the instrument like do you have to do you have to be the type of person who is musically inclined and knows the notes and can like imagine what it sounds like because i already struggled to read manga of any kind because i'm just I don't know, maybe I just don't have a, a, a bright enough imagination. Um, that's why I gravitate towards anime. But that's got to be a really tough genre to to tackle in the manga format. Yeah, that reminds me of this meme that I've been looking forever for that I just happened to see once and then I never saved it. It's like It was like manga readers trying to imagine action on the pages. <laughs> and it's like a clip of, or it's like a picture of some characters from Dragon Ball Z, you know, like powering up it's like it looks like them thinking really hard i feel like that's the same case with with like a a music manga like maybe you could play the actual song that is being referenced in a a given scene um but yeah i i think that's that would be better experienced visually in front of you 
audibly (laughs) visually and audibly in front of you as as a moving thing rather than a a static panel on a manga page all right next on my list um is another i guess romance anime but one that i think might technically be finished but i don't think is finished and that's teasing master takagi-san so Mm. what i mean by that is (laughs) there were three seasons each one got better and better like i mean season three was fucking phenomenal and then they came out with the movie which we all assumed um us takagi-san fans all assumed the movie was going to complete the story and it didn't do that i'm pretty sure the story was like decently open-ended it did have hints to i guess what happens in the future um and there is technically a spin-off manga that does follow some of the characters in the future so i think it was referencing that but as far as actually completing the main takagi-san story from the original timeline uh I, i don't think it did that i don't think it it gave any sort of closure so i would love to see more and i'm holding out hope that there is like a, a, a season four, like a final season of sorts where we actually do bring this romance to a close. Cause it is a, it's a romance anime. It's like a teasing rom-com anime. So I don't know, like it just, all signs were pointing to the movie being that closure we were looking for. And then none of that actually came to fruition. Well, it did in a way, but I think yeah, uh... you, you could have gotten more. It's, it goes back to the ego raptor. More! <laughs> uh, I was laughing earlier because I had watched the movie with you without having watched any of Takagi's I know, beforehand. you're so nice to me. It was like the one anime <laughs> so... that none of our friends had watched, so nobody could go with me or wanted to go with me. And I'm like, well, I don't want to go by myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it, even though it was kind of like just like going in raw. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a bad analogy <laughs> but like it, you know just it, it's kind of like me watching uh what was it like return of the jedi without having watched any of the other star wars films you just jumped no... in head first yeah like, okay that's a better better <laughs> dove way in head first yeah uh, um but it's it's a it's a basic enough story where i just explain the premise to you which is literally just two like elementary or middle school kids who probably like each other um, just hang out and get closer and closer. And uh, the one teases the other. That's why it's called Teasing Master Takagi-san. It's very basic. Uh, but the relationship and the re- the relationship development is what captivates me about it. So to not have closure just kind of feels poo-poo. I don't know. I kind of, I, I just, I really, really hope that we get one more something anything takagi-san just to have that official closure that closing moment where everything is just perfect i'm trying not to spoil anything <laughs> no i i kind of see what you mean even me not having watched the show but maybe seeing them grow up from being like grade schoolers through high school and then to college and possibly to marriage just to see see their relationship develop Um, well here i'll i'll let me just do some spoilers spoiler spoiler warning for i guess the end of takagi-san if you want to skip ahead basically what i'm looking for is them to become canon i want them to become canon they never actually Mm. become canon there's no confession from either side so that's why I'm like, there's got to be more here. Because if you have references to the spinoff manga, 
um, which is them in the future. Uh, I, I just feel like you can't end the show with that movie and expect people to feel satisfied. I think it, it's implied they're canon. Definitely, but, but we want to see, see it. Like, yeah, why? <laughs> or like, how did they? Yeah, like, yeah. that's what we've been working towards for three seasons and a movie now, and we still don't have that. So yeah, that's that's what I'm I'm waiting for. We'll see. I mean, the movie didn't come out that long ago, wasn't it? Like last year or the year before. Yeah, it was last year when we saw it, and so there, there were like, like five other people. In the <laughs> <theater>. <laughs> well, there there's hope. I, I will hold out hope for more teasing Master Takagi-san. Well, coincidentally, the last anime that I want more of is also a romance, and I think it's kind of become a meme in our our strictly world because. That anime is Marmalade Boy. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> it took you so long to just finish the main part. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because you recently sent me an Instagram post. I forget who it was from, like maybe Viz Media or Crunchyroll, where they were celebrating however many years of Marmalade Boy uh, coming out. Um, and yeah, that got me thinking there is an actual sequel to Marmalade Boy in manga form. I think it was called Marmalade Boy Little. And it was set like 10 years after the original story. The only thing is that it mostly... Okay. (laughs) This is kind of weird because it follows the half-siblings of the the main couple in the show, which is you and Miki, which makes absolutely no sense because they were never mentioned or... like they didn't make any appearance in the show so i don't know how they would necessarily make that work in anime form if they just happen to say oh by the way these two characters had half siblings but going back like thinking of the original series i think the story ended satisfactorily for the main love interests you and miki i would just like to see or i like to know where they go from there because kind of like what you said with takagi-san it only hints at the future rather than actually showing it. So I would very much like to see how these two characters have settled into adulthood and what their romantic lives look like. Uh, you could kind of probably see it as a like a, a nice OVA at least, if not a whole series. But, you know, I think that would be cool too. It's like a series where these characters start off in, in high school and then you see their lives progress into adulthood and then it becomes a different kind of a different kind of drama getting to see like what they have to deal with now uh whereas before like high school stuff it's all lovey-dovey shit jealousy uh things along those lines but like in adulthood you have to think of like issues that could come up uh in, in being a family or moving in together uh i don't know if there's been an anime or a manga like that where it follows these two people from start to finish in their relationship but yeah that's something for marmalade boy i mean it's mostly just for nostalgic purposes on my end that i'd love to see more of it but yeah kind of that progression with the two characters what if it was like another 78 episodes or something would you commit okay yeah it would would take me like five years i'm sure (laughs) to finish it but yeah, I would, I would still watch it. It's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I'll see your romance with another romance 
Uh, <laughs> and that one is one that I actually don't know. If, I think you've started. Maybe. I hope you started it because it's really good. It's Wotakoi. Love is hard for otaku. Oh, yeah. I did. I think I did. I watched two episodes and I put it on hold. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so relatable. It's literally about otaku, all sorts of otaku. So, you know, we can all understand the struggles that they go through. Yeah, Wotakoi is a really... A really good rom-com because it's very heavy on the com, but again, it's super relatable at the same time um, because it's about otaku for otaku. It's, I think it aired in, yeah, 2018, um, and we have not gotten anything since then. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. It aired in 2018 at, at 11 episodes and all we've gotten since then is three OVAs, which all of them were really, really good OVAs and only made me want to see more Wotakoi even even more than I did originally. I'm looking here and the manga is finished hmm. as of July 2021. So we could hold out hope that if they have recent OVAs and if the manga recently finished, that someone will pick this up and finish adapting it. I just hope that with Wotakoi, we get more progression with the main romances. So not really a spoiler or anything because it's it's a show that's set um, among working adults and it's about couples who are already together. Um, I, I think it'd be great to see more focus on like the struggles of being together and watching their relationships develop more because it starts that way and then it kind of dives into like the adventure of the week just like the funny haha stuff and focuses a little less on the romance so i i'd like to see you know more focus on the romance if we get more of otakoi but even if it doesn't focus on the romance i would still be happy with any additional content around this anime is it fair to say this is like like the office in anime form um I guess. I mean, technically, because technically they're working in an office. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but no, I think like it's it just really focuses on what it's like to be an otaku, a okay. gaming otaku, um, you know, like a, a cosplayer. Like there's a, there's a variety that they of types of of types mm -hmm. of otaku that they tackle, um, or that they have in this show. So I think it it's a show that appeals to a lot of people in this culture. I, yeah, that's what. We definitely need more of like anime that uh, are relatable for for working class adults because uh, now we're we're a pretty big demographic for the anime industry. I know that's one of my biggest wishes in anime is more shows that follow working adults or just adults in general. So I have one left on my list, and that one is I don't know how you're gonna feel about this. Kotaro lives alone. Oh, yes. How could I have forgotten Kotaro? <laughs> I, the first season was only 10 episodes. Um, it was amazing. Uh, did not get nearly the recognition it deserved, although at the Crunchyroll Anime Awards for this year, it was nominated multiple times, so I'm hoping more people will give it a shot. But I think where it left off is like just scratching the surface of the story. There is so much left to explore. Um, and I mean, you, you can only do so much with 10 episodes and what they did with 10 episodes was phenomenal. But again, like it, because it likes to do things subtly and drop breadcrumbs about like the underlying story, there's just so much potential there. Um, I don't know. I'm going to look it up, I guess, like how, how far the source material is. Cause it's based off of a, of a manga, right? 
Yes, and the manga is still ongoing, having started in 2015. So yeah, I'm not sure how far they caught up with the anime. But this is one that we can certainly hold out hope because it aired in 2022. And with the recognition from the anime awards, hopefully that will drive studio Leiden films or whoever ends up, you know, adapting a, another season to actually commit to that and, and give us more cultural content. I am a little worried, though, because, you know, sometimes when you have a fantastic first season, and you continue a story. The subsequent seasons may just not hit as hard because now you know the formula. Now you know what to expect. Um, so I'm a little worried that if we got another season of Kotaro, it would be it would suffer from that situation. But I think it's still worth it to try. I think it's still worth it to give us more of Kotaro because, like I said, there's just so much left in his story. Yeah, I, I'm ready to laugh and cry at the same time all over again if they were to continue a story. And I think there is there is an overarching plot point that they've hinted at with Kotaro, which could like come to a head um, if if they decide to explore it. Uh, but yeah, Kotaro is just too precious of a character for us not to follow. And so I would, I would gladly welcome more Kotaro content. So let's move on to a few honorable mentions, which I think are probably ones that, you know, we, we could want more of, but like, do we really want more of like, they're probably <laughs> less important on our list. Um, at least that's how I approached my honorable mentions. Yeah, I just have one. <laughs> I have three. Three-ish. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Why don't you read? You can read off all three, and I'll see if this one is one of the ones you mentioned. You want me to go with all three of them? Okay. Yes. Um. So my first honorable mention is Hyoka. Um, I put this on the list because uh, a little while ago, some of the members of our Discord were actually talking about Hyoka and how it the story is technically unfinished and that, you know, it... It's um, something that they would love to see more of. I think a lot of people would love to see more of Hyoka. And I'd be happy having more of that story too. But the reason it's on my honorable mentions list is because I I could also not have more of Hyoka and be fine. Really, the only reason I would want more Hyoka is to see, hopefully, some romantic development among some of the characters. So the fact that my driving force for my, my motivation for even thinking about having more Hyoka is just based on the romance. I feel like I can't put it on my main list um, because it's not like a full commitment to wanting more of this show. Mm, okay. This is labeled as a, a mystery slice of life show. Yes. And it's really, really good. I, I loved what I watched in this, the, the first season. It's I think one season and then one OVA. Um, and it was really, really good. It's Kyoto Animation. They did a phenomenal job, but it does sort of feel kind of like not Adventure of the Week because it's not the each each like arc has multiple episodes to it. It's not like one episode is one thing that they're tackling, um, but it's kind of the same song and dance every time. It's like a, mm. a a mystery that happens in the school. They work hard to solve it and they move on to the next one. So there, in my mind, there's no overarching plot with an end goal. So like, could you stop Yoka here and be done with it? Yeah, you could. Um, or at least in, in my mind, like I, I wouldn't be as compelled to uh, to want another season if there's no like real end goal established. But at the same time, like if they came out with more Hyoka, am I going to watch it? Absolutely. My next honorable mention is one that I think the anime community um, 
really, really wants to see, and that's No Game, No Life. But, like, mm. am I compelled to see more No Game, No Life? Like, I could take it or leave it. This is another one where I'm not fully committed to it, so that's why I didn't want to put it on my main list. I enjoyed what I watched from the first season, but I also am not, like, dying to see more of it. But I would like to see more content come about just so that fellow anime fans can be happy. So it's an honorable mention for the good of the anime community. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And the last honorable mention is kind of in that same vein. It's prison school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, prison school is prison school. Like, I don't, I don't need to tell you about prison school. But the, the story does continue in the manga. I think, I don't know if it's still ongoing or, or what the situation is. But there is, like, an actual plot with an end goal. Yeah, there's plot. Yeah, there's plenty of plot. And I kind of do want to see where that story goes and, like, how the main character reaches that end goal. But at the same time, like, it's prison school. Like, you're mostly watching it for the plot and for, you know, the etchiness of it all and for the fucking humor because these characters are absolutely ridiculous. So I'm not, like, married to the idea of, like, we have to have more prison school. But if it showed up, I would definitely watch it. Looks like the manga ended in 2017 where the anime wrapped up 2015. So yeah, there's, they could adapt the rest of it. They're just holding out. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that at least like one more season. Maybe it's just a lot of, uh, a lot to animate. It's a commitment to animate prison school. I'm sure. Well, I'm not surprised because you didn't mention the the one honorable mention that I had for anime that I want more of, and this is a shout out to our patron Hernstrom because. For my honorable mention, I put Domestic Girlfriend. What? (laughs) (laughs) I did not know where you were going with that. But then when you said Hernstrom, I was like, oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I kind of know what happens in the end through Gigguk's videos because this is one of his guilty pleasures, I'd want to say. And so as much of a dumpster fire as the the first or the only season in anime was uh, why not continue the dumpster fire? I mean, you could take it or leave it, <laughs> I guess. Um, but I mean, the, the first season did end on a cliffhanger where it, it introduced new story threads that it, it, I think this was a case of like, go read the manga basically, but why not adapt the rest of the dumpster fire into anime form? You can still hold out hope because Domestic Girlfriends, the anime is not that old. Yeah, 2019 was when the anime run ended. And I mean, with the surge of, of uh, I wouldn't say hype around this show, but just the, the talk about this show with it being such a notable recent dumpster fire, I, I feel like it could be lucrative to continue the story in anime format. And then just, you know, bring back the OP at the very least. (laughs) (laughs) And there are the anime that we want more of. We'll have to revisit this list and see if at any point in the future we actually get confirmation of some of these series continuing or getting more content around them. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll hold out hope until then, but if there are any shows that you guys would love to see more of that we didn't have on our list, 
reach out and let us know. You can contact us on social media, Instagram, Twitter. You can send us an email via our website or the best way is probably to join our Discord. And the link to do so is in the description. But I'd be curious to know what shows you guys are dying to see more of and why. And who knows, we may manifest announcements of the the next season for these shows. It's kind of what happened with uh, Devil is a Part-Timer. Yeah. <laughs> we reviewed that, and then only a couple years later, there comes season two after a however long hiatus. I know. We got lucky. We didn't have to sit through the eight-year break between mm-hmm. seasons one and two. We happened to jump onto Devil's a Part-Timer pretty close to when season two came out. Yeah, so here's to manifesting another season of Prison School. <laughs> or... <laughs> or- if we're lucky, Hunter Hunter. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week and hanging out with us. As always, subscribe to Strictly Anime on your favorite podcast service. Join our Discord to chat with us and to let us know what anime you want more of. Follow us on Instagram at the Strictly Series, on Twitter at Strictly Series, and check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com. If you'd like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash strictly series and into strictly Jojo, our other podcast dedicated to Jojo's bizarre adventure. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb.